When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Doing very well. Just got back from old Chicago. Had a great week. It's very exciting. Did you exciting. take the train back, too? <laughs> no, I only took the train there. I flew okay. back. Uh, thank the Lord. Yeah. I was going to say, have, that's 38 yeah. hours on the train. For, I thought you were going to be there for like three weeks, too. I've, I was really <laughs> a 19-hour train ride to be there for how long? With like three days? Like three days, yeah. So it was worth it, I would say. It was good. <laughs> got to see, that was good. You got to see the Cubs, but minus uh, Rizzo and KB, even though they were on mm-hmm. the team. I got to see the last game of the era, which I will think of as something that's cool because it that was the day cool. before they traded everyone. Got to see, and we were in the bleachers, me and my uh, my parents and uh, my brother, and we did get to see a fight in the bleachers, so it felt like we got the whole experience. The only, <laughs> it's like that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, the only downside was we did one of those. Um, you ever do the architecture tour in Chicago? I have not. I was Antonia wants to do that. She was just talking about that. Um, so we did that, and then this tour bus of this big band dumped all their shit on us. Um, <laughs> all right. Here we go. We're in, baby. We're talking. Jared, do you know that story? <laughs> no. What happened? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Dave Matthews band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll introduce no, you. No, it. So first off, let's introduce our guest. Uh, you know, from you up in the J train podcast, give it up for Jared Freed, everybody. I don't know why it I say is... give it up as if they're clapping at home. But they... I mean, they can clap at home. They should be. Let's get into this. Let's uh, let's do this. I... Clap. Wait a minute. I need more about this train. Yes. Why did you take the train to Chicago? I'm going to Chicago for a week. I, I mean, and I am. I love Chicago. Like I have, I, I, and I, the fact that you sat in the bleachers, like that's, I can't wait to do that. Like that's my, part of my week there. Like I, yeah. I, I, I feel like internally feel good sitting in the stands at Wrigley field. Like I, like, I feel like something wash over me that of all good and love and excellence, like, just like, yeah. it's just like beer and it's just, I'm just so ha- I'm at my happiest there. So why did you take the train? Well, uh, so I got I just waited way too long to buy the tickets and it got to the point where flights to Chicago. I've been flying to Chicago back and forth from New York since I moved here like five times a year. And there's like a yeah. certain number where it hit a certain number. And I was just like, oh, fuck this. Like on principle, I will not pay for this flight. So, oh, my God. Yeah. For like a regular plane ticket to Chicago is insane. It's- yeah. Well, you know why it's it, we all get fucked because it's not a Delta place. Yes. So, yeah. and Delta is huge at El, uh, LaGuardia and 
at JFK. So you lose out on two airports, really, mm-hmm. because that's an American city where you can only get American. Uh, that sounds stupid. American <laughs> Airlines city. Yeah. Um, where so it happens. So like I fly through Milwaukee because I only fly Delta or I fly through Atlanta. Uh, so you kind of like. So anytime I go to Chicago, the flights are way more expensive and there was way less of them because they just like box you out if you're a Delta person. Also, if you're a New Yorker, you get kind of boxed out. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's why you just got to take the train. It's only 19 hours. <laughs> that's why well, you take the 19 hour train. How yeah, much? Yeah. Was, it was $19? No, no, it was a 19 hours hour? long. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like uh, one way it was like 60 bucks, which is it was a great price. But uh, yeah, this is the craziest thing is the yeah. bit I have about Spirit is about Chicago where it's like I flew there round trip for $60 or $62 or something. I mean, it was spirit. So it sucked, but it's like, but you have to, I mean, there's a, there's a price point where it's like, can I deal with it? Can yeah. I deal with yeah. the $60? And yeah. so what was, did you have a bed? Did you, or were you just uh, straight up a chair? I was in a chair for the full 19. I was by yeah, myself for even the chair. Cause he was so <laughs> For like 10 of the 19 hours, I had the two seats to myself, but then there was another nine where I had, uh, I had an Amish guy next to me and uh, <laughs> we talked about it a little the last yeah, one, but it was, uh, yeah. Did you regret it at any point during the 19 hour or were you like 60 bucks the whole time? I'd say about 16 of the 19 hours. I was uh, regretting it actively. <laughs> regretting it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was brutal. Oh, it was very hours like. Well, the first three hours, I was just like reading a book. It was like fine. I was like, this is kind of cool. This is like peaceful looking out the window, seeing, you know, the beautiful majesty of our country. And then three hours of that, I'm like, oh, fuck this. This is so stupid. I should have just paid for it. Yeah. Just know it. Yeah. I guess the three hours of like, once you get past the point of like, I would have been there in my home, (laughs) you know, like you go, oh, God. So yeah, I used to be afraid of flying. So like I, oh, really? I, I, but I kind of like, just like, there's no alternative. There's no, so like mm-hmm. I kind of beat it out of myself and I fly so much now that I'm like, I actually enjoy it. Like I, I really do enjoy it. And there's really not a lot of prices that will price me out. Like uh, if, it, if the trip to Chicago's 600 bucks, that's what I'm spending. I'm like, I, I can't even look at it another way. I, I will do a thing and I've done it so many times because I have a car where I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. there is a world where I drive and it's going to be 13 hours and I'm, I'll be done and it'll cost me like, you know, 60 bucks and gas and tolls and shit. And mm-hmm. I just can't do it anymore. Now I'm like, that is insane. What am I doing? Well, this is the reason to sign up. And I know this is like me, like now I'm hawking Delta, but like, <laughs> I was basically told like you have to commit to an airline. Like at a certain point, if you're going to fly a lot, you commit. And by way of committing, you have to get the credit card, the 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 yeah. membership. So if I'm spending an exorbitant fee on a ticket, but I have to buy it, there's a little piece of me that goes, "Well, I'm getting the points double because yeah. it's on the credit card that's with Delta. Plus, mm-hmm. I'll get the miles. They'll it'll come back around in some way to like treat me." better for having done it. So that was like my, you know, part of it. It, it makes it the sting last a le- you know, less time. I also think about it when I'm doing my taxes, I'm like, well, I'll be able to write off that expensive ass flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also I want think, to say um, a lot of people on that uh, train were hawking Delta. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I love you trying to sign up for a credit card for Amtrak. They're like, we can give you a checkbook. <laughs> yeah. name on it. Does that work? <laughs> we can give you a bag of coins. 
and a wish. <laughs> we have wit cards. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I I gotta do that too because I'm with Southwest and it feels a step above uh, the, the the mega bus. Uh, um, I mean, yeah. I can't even I can't even believe I'm talking to you guys. A bus guy and a train guy. No, this is, I, I can't believe I came on this show. I think we got to, because you touched upon it uh, earlier, we got to get into it right off the bat. So we're talking about Dave Matthews Band, of course, today. And the story that Tommy was referencing is a story that a lot of people referenced already in the in the Facebook comments and stuff. But it's it's one of the most famous uh, Dave Matthews Band stories, so much so that there's like a 15-year anniversary like post about the, like, there's like an article about it. You can... There's, yeah, the Chicago Tribune, because uh, it's been 17 years since this happened. This week, actually, uh, August 9th. Well, that's why I went back. Yeah, I was. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's crazy that I'm the person doing Dave Matt. You were like, would you do the show? And what band would you do? And I'm like, I like Dave Matt. I'm like not a music guy. You know, like I don't go to I, I don't like going to concerts, really. So like I, I I'm taking away from someone who's like a probably a Dave Matthews super fan like that should be here. I don't even know what story you're referencing, to tell you the so, truth. So this is more the reason we know it's more of a Chicago story than a Dave Matthews band yeah. story. Okay. Um, because David, so babe, Tom, you can explain because you have like this stuff pulled up. But Dave Matthews got banned from playing in the city of Chicago because of this story. That, uh, oh my god I realize that that's why he would always play alpine valley in wisconsin when that. all this that's when all like the, my high school yeah. friends would go see him he was playing in wisconsin and that was sort of the chicago dates yeah uh, okay so i'm gonna just read this article from the chicago tribune because i think the wording of it will will really uh paint the picture so uh this is from the 15 year anniversary it was uh it was 15 years ago this week that a bus driver for the dave matthews band toggled a switch that opened a tank and sent a torrent of the kind of human waste generated during a rock and roll tour on the opening grating of the Kinsey Street Bridge. The problem with that is uh, what happened beneath the bridge over the new north branch of the Chicago River has been well documented. People enjoying one of the top, the city's top tourist attractions, uh, which is that uh, Chicago uh, architecture tour, took a direct hit from almost 800 pounds of earth-toned slurry-flecked <laughs> earth tone slurry i do not i, like I can't that, believe that's yeah. in the chicago tribune <laughs> this, per this person was like i am showing off my creative <laughs> writing degree it is time that is fully worked. this article is going big i'm gonna really <laughs> let the the word smith fly <laughs> Yeah, flecked with bits of toilet paper, a mixture ranker than a porta potty on a rock festival's third straight 90 degree day. They never got to finish the architecture tour that day, but they did learn a thing or two about forgive this flying buttresses. Oh, God. This person is an ass. The writer really puts me on the side of the DMP once again. This is DMB. This is Dave. This is what Dave Matthews gets into. It is always. <laughs> a little slanted against them like this story like the way they're telling it is this person's sonnet they wrote yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, this is definitely their, this is their best they, is their they definitely story. were like a one ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like oh i get to take down dave matthews uh ooh me please <laughs> oh look at this uh, i just looked at the the writer's bio it says it's steve johnson and it, it's under his name it says steve johnson formerly covered arts and entertainment for the Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this may have been his last piece of work here <laughs> this was his 
<laughs> this is his greatest thing. He was like, after this article, I've done everything I need to do. Uh, yeah, DMB settled a civil lawsuit that the state of Illinois had brought. Uh, Illinois, uh, Illinois had brought uh, paying uh, two hundred grand to be used towards environmental education. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 pretty bad to have been on that. And it's like the moment it's uh, he has a, the whole thing about the moment that they realized what happened, and people were like getting sick all over the the tour. It's oh like God, a nightmare. Um. So the story is that the tour bus just let the shit from the bathroom out on, on a bridge is yeah, into the, the Chicago River. Yeah, into the, river. into the Chicago River. So I I mean, that's horrible. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't even know. I mean, I can't believe that that's sw- that it's that easy on a tour bus to just flip a switch and all that's this shit just yeah. pours out. I did not know about that. And it's got to be just. The way that it's it was sounding, it was like a tour or it was like a concert worth of it, where it's like, no, it's got to just be the band and like the roadies stuff, I'd assume. But uh, yeah, pretty messed up. I guess I didn't ever think about what people do with that or what they're. I don't know what they're supposed to do. So, mm. I mean, maybe it's like a horse thing where it's like you just let it out on the road. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> that, I mean, you. I can understand someone assuming that this is like them thinking they're rockers like letting it loose oh we're gonna let our shit loose on the chicago river you know like and like i can understand that being like the assumption because like why wouldn't they just do this like at a gas stop on the way back you know what i mean like why why there is really the question yeah i mean i think i think you're right i think it was probably just like I have a feeling because this is the driver. I feel like he was probably just like, I could probably get away with this. It'll be fine. It's yeah. a river. It's a large river. It'll be it's a large, it'll be- dirty river. But yeah. there, I, I guess I don't know. There's two. There's like a spectrum to everything. So it's like I can see like the most kind way to look at it towards Dave Matthews band is it's a driver who just didn't give a shit, like mm-hmm. quite literally. Yes. And then, and the right, you know, that'd be the kindest, the most harsh way to look at it is Dave Matthews wanted to fuck with Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, we'll turn the river green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Like I, have they ever talked about it? Did they get interviewed? Like I, you know, when you write an article oh, yeah. where it's like not- the, Interview like, shouldn't the- they have a piece saying this? Like, I would love to hear Dave Matthews be like, you know, we really always felt bad. Or he's like, fucking hate Chicago. That's why we did it. You know, like, I don't know what his response is. He's just like, we shit too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it should be known that um, it. they had to admit that it was. Uh, so they toured in five separate buses and the the bus uh, that was the culprit was the one used by band violinist Boyd. <laughs> so See, he... I don't like this either. This is a little racist. <laughs> the one black guy in the band. Oh, that was that was Boyd's bus. Yeah, like what? Boyd. That's fucked up. Oh, somebody had a. Uh, the, he says the web went a little wacky with wry fecal references. Uh, and uh, creative new ways to put down Matthew's band. Uh, someone he doesn't give this person credit, but somebody said, "Still the best DMB release of all time." <laughs> Man, that was written in the 15 year article. Yeah, 15 year anniversary. Yep. See, this nope. person was already came in with their pre existing, 
you know, like, uh, shit, this is, this is what we were talking about before we started taping. This is like, this guy lived in Brooklyn. Yeah. He's like anybody who went to a Dave Matthews band concert is a loser, is an asshole, is a bully, is someone that shoved me in a locker. And this was his real chance to write the scathing review of Dave Matthews that he's always wanted to write. Yes. Yes. I think uh, they were coming in hot and they could not wait to burn DMB with this. But I, I am curious. I, I'm not seeing anything about them having a comment on let me let me look that up real fast uh dmb i would i mean dave matthews seems like a funny good guy to me like and i think he like just recently saved a fan on the side of the road or something oh wow there was like a recent story i i could be making that up um where he like saved a fan like that was like going to his concert like they had a flat tire in the middle of like the uh the desert and he was like hey uh need some help and it was dave matthews like and he's also in adam sandler movies like he's yeah. buddies with adam sandler there's certain people where if you're friends with that person i just trust you a little bit more so yeah. like i i have that about like adam sandler i'm like if you're a friend of adam sandler i have to assume you're a fun easygoing person i don't know why i I, I mean, that's a pretty good marketing job by Adam Sandler. Like, I could be totally wrong, but I just have, it's like when I go to Trader Joe's, I just assume everything's healthy. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. those, some people just have that about them. Like, I kind of assume that about Jimmy Kimmel. Like, I think if someone's like friendly with Jimmy Kimmel, I'm like, they must be a pretty good guy, uh-huh. you know, like, or, or, or a woman, whatever. I, so Dave Matthews. Epstein, and I feel like uh, <laughs> anybody who's on there. You never don't yeah. know shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so dave matthews being jeffrey friends with bus or whatever he didn't get on the plane he had to take a 19 hour jeffrey i've seen train ride <laughs> <laughs> and the mega bus to epstein island <laughs> <laughs> Move on from epstein, but, uh sorry what are you saying jared no i just assume that dave matthews is a good guy so i would love to hear if he was like ah man you know uh you know you know and just like in his dave matthews drawl <laughs> just like Ah, uh, that was a shitty situation. I like laugh at it. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I can't believe he said nothing for 15, 17 years about it at least, but maybe it's cause he was like, I think they gave money and he's like famous for giving a lot of money away and stuff. And he, yeah, I, I agree. He seems like a good guy. I've ne- and I've never mm. heard anything bad about him. Yeah, he definitely suffers. I mean, we're going to get into this a lot, I think, because the biggest thing with them is the fans that, that people get annoyed by. And, uh, yeah, I think that he seems, by all accounts, to be to be a good guy. I don't know. Um, I can't see how anyone would have an issue with this band. I actually, <laughs> I actually do. I, I like. I can't. Like, I think the person who has an issue with Dave Matthews Band should seek professional counseling. Like, I actually think they have a real problem with themselves. To to, to be perfectly honest, like, or they have like a real issue with someone from high school that like you know they haven't gotten over yet. Like, I. I like the music's good. The band seems cool. Um, it was, you know, like, I, I, I just don't get it. I, I honestly don't get it. I don't think there's ever been a better lead in to our next segment, which is <laughs> sure. where we hear from the owner of the comedy attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, Jared Thompson, our resident snob of the show. Uh, he always, uh, he, he hasn't done it in a while because he hasn't done a lot about the recent uh, artists, but he, of course, had thoughts on Dave Matthews' band. I have met Jared, yes, and I am excited to hear his review <laughs> of Dave Matthews after I'm the thing curious. that I just said. 
Because I have a feeling it's going to be very rough. He's usually oh, yeah. pretty tough on things. I feel like this one's going to be one of the... Anyone things. with more than 10 action figures is going <laughs> to not like Dave Matthews' band. So I... Uh, I, I already know what we're going to get into here. Okay. Here's our uh, our regular segment. They went to Jared. Here's Jared Thompson's thoughts on Dave Matthews Band. What's up, y'all? It's this week's They Went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending Dave Matthews Band. I assume that this is a defense and not an appreciation just because, of course, uh, they are fairly hated out there. Um, anyway, um, my stance on Dave Matthews band has always been that they're not good. I don't think that that, I don't think that there's much of an argument to be made that they're a good band, but what I will say is that like, they're not as bad as is made out to be out there. Um, I think much like Cubs fans or fish or grateful dead or whatever, it's the fans that really have driven people to hate them more than they actually should. Like, for instance, you know, the Cubs, you know, in history have been so bad that the majority of people hate them, not because they beat their team, but because the annoying people on the other side of it just won't shut up about it. And that is, you know, also true of fish and dead fans or whatever. So I think that this is sort of like in that same realm where like the music is not good, of course, but they're definitely not as bad as like a lot of people will make them make them out to be. And I'll even go as far as to say that there's a couple songs of theirs that I don't mind. And, um, but the sort of the overall vibe and just kind of the type of person that typically likes them, you know, leads it to be true that they're kind of worse off than they should be just based on the music. So anyway, uh, it's good to call you guys again and I will talk to you later. Thanks. Wow, so, I thought that was going to be way harsher, to be honest. Me too. Yeah, I've never heard his reviews before, but considering you say how harsh they are, to me, like, like I don't understand how someone says any music is bad. Like, I, I don't understand, you know, like, I, you know what I mean? There's so many different types, and there's people who enjoy it. They're like, I, and again, I'm not a music person, but I don't understand how someone listens to it and goes, see, see that guitar riff, nah, hacky. Like, I don't know how, like, you know, like, I don't know how you even have that opinion on any music. So what's interesting about Jared's review is it's so he he can't even get over the fans like he referenced the and I I've been talking about this for a long time on my podcast. I called the Dave Matthews band theory. It's like where people hate the fans more than the actual thing. And it's and he's right. Fish gets that shit. Um, you know, the Cubs definitely get that Cubs, shit. you know, you know the Patriots still say it's well Patriots. Yeah. yeah. Patriots. Tom Brady gets that a lot. Rick and Morty. Um, Rick and Morty. Yep. These are all good things. And just not like not subjectively, objectively, like they, they it's good. Like and the, the fact that he's your harshest critic and he's like, there's a few songs I don't mind. That means those are good songs. Like, like, like that's just, you know, like that is a not fair. He's giving the most unfair opinion in the, in the fairest way he possibly can. So I would say to Jared, who I like, and I've met before and he's a good guy, he should seek counseling. Like I said before, like he needs professional therapy. He needs to see someone. He obviously has, he's hung up on someone 
who he's envisioning. He's thinking of one person when he's talking about it. Like, just like an anti-Cubs person is thinking of one douchebag in, you know, sitting next to Tommy in in the right. um in the bleachers with a popped up collar like you know these are all straw men we've created straw men this is um this is as much about our political discourse as it is about dave matthews band sure that's fair i think well put um i but think you can't for- listen to you can't listen to two-step and go fuck this <laughs> i think we should listen to two-step right now that's on your that's on yeah. your playlist i'm assuming right because originally you said listen that- your whole playlist was just uh, two steps, six times, six times. <laughs> well, I like the songs, the, the, the Dave Matthews band sounds that suck to me. The ones that aren't great are when they get like, when they're like, I like the ones that have a little emotion to them. Like, like yeah. I like the ones that have some drama to them. So two step typical situation. Um, and if I was to um, satellite is nah, satellite got overplayed, not a satellite fan crash. You gotta love Crash. Like, yeah. I don't like the like I don't like the ones where he gets a little too New Orleans. Yes. where he, he he's like it's almost like he's trying to prove he's from Are there. You talking like, about, I don't like, like. I did it. Like I, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun, funny, like the whole big whiskey and the crew, the crew crux yeah, king yeah. is like a little much. Um, <laughs> I saw them. I'm pretty sure when I saw them, that's what had just come out. Uh, mm. Maybe it was. Right after, I think it was like shortly after them is that is when I saw them for like a weekend, and yeah, that stuff I'm not super into. I like his like more slowed down, and then I'm I'm fine with them, you know, jamming out or whatever. But uh, I I really I prefer shit like Crash. I, I think that that's where you're um, right. Crush that- is so oh, good. Crush is really good. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. And then there's another one I had, uh, Bartender. Love Bartender. Yeah. So okay, but go yeah, ahead. It's a great sorry, time. Time. Oh, yeah. Do you think when a Dave Matthews fan gets sober, they say, let's just say I'm doing two steps six times. <laughs> Twelve steps right there. You did it. You did it. <laughs> I didn't think you could do it, but you did it. <laughs> uh, is is two step on your on your list of six? Yeah. So two step. Uh, that's what I think I gave six. Two step bartender. Um and then uh, it's we're gonna play crush. yeah, crush crush is great. I mean, how do you not want to like think of a chick across the bar when you watch when you listen to Crush, right? right? That was in my like college. I had like a college Dave Matthews phase, and Crush was like maybe the main song of it. I'm so I'm happy you picked that one because I love that it's one. It's a yeah. fantastic song. Yeah. Wait, did you email it to us and I missed it? No. Uh, no. I- <laughs> Now. Typical was- situation in two step and crush are, are probably the three best. Okay, let's uh, let's listen to some of these. Uh, let's let's go ahead and start with uh, crush since uh, since we just uh, since we just talked about it. I'm gonna throw that on here. All right, here we go. talking about here what are we talking about here what's to defend go to two-step <laughs> two-step the beginning of two-step like i don't understand how anyone doesn't go to a place like i just don't understand like like doesn't like jared 
like hear the beginning of two step and then just like look across the room at one of his action figures and go <laughs> to a place. I think he would like, to, argue to the, the first place he bought Funko those Pops or whatever. Is that what the, <laughs> Funko Pops? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, you know people are fans of those, and I appreciate that they like those. <laughs> we should have an episode where Jared just has to defend each one of those. <laughs> 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 Really, really fast before we listen to Two Step, I, I just about this song, Crush. Uh, Jay Z has called this one of his favorite DMB songs. When told this fact during a 2004 Playboy magazine interview, Matthews replied, Are you kidding me? You have no idea how much joy you just brought me because I love Jay Z. I hear a genuine kindness and humor in his music. Jay Z was sitting next to me at a club in Florida, and I didn't have the balls to go up and say, Man, you're a badass. <laughs> That's what a spineless prick I am. He was, busy. Oh my, so my friends and my wife were like, Go ahead and say hello. And I'm like, No, he's busy having dinner. Leave the guy alone. And then after he left, I was like, I'm a dickhead. <laughs> wow. He's self-deprecating. Don't mean to yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he's <laughs> he's the well, he's almost the opposite of most of the fans. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> maybe he needs to write one song that's like all about being self-deprecating <laughs> so that the fans go, Oh, we were wrong the whole time. We <laughs> we should have thought less of ourselves. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Yeah, this is about spending all the hours of the night with a woman, never wanting it to end, and the feelings that come when you fall in love. Uh, feeling like dancing, feeling like telling her everything that's on your mind, feeling like you don't know if you're right side up or upside down. I love when they just put a lyric in it. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, all right, let's hear. Yeah, that makes me like him less, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think that was the guy, the, the guy describing the song. Uh, all right let's hear let's hear some of two-step here say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill
Can you imagine, can you imagine um, hearing that song and being angry? <laughs> like, like that's what I keep coming back to is like, you heard that and you're like, no, yeah. no, only, it's horrible. <laughs> like, only, only if they negative were breaking it while I was on that architecture tour as they were like, <laughs> blowing by. <laughs> that's the only way I'm like, oh, shit. Drip down on the two, yeah. I, I just can't understand. Also, the opening of that song is the best part to yeah. me. I, I, he does, you know, the one anti Dave Matthew. He gets, he goes into a place sometimes that gets a little hokey for me. But it, it is definitely, I like when there's passion to my DMV. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, he's he's good at a build up, and uh, yeah, it's fun to just hear him start getting after it. Seeing him live was honestly fun. I it's one of those things that I I only did it once and it was kind of a thing where it was a little too much to be around those fans for too long because they were mm. some of them were great. Like some of them were obviously they were my friends. I was there with them because uh, <laughs> I'm not a huge uh huge fan of DMB, but I was like it was a good time to hang with them, but then some of them it was like just there to be fucked up and i was it's fine i like you know i like having a good time but they were like too it's the type of people who are like too proud of weed where you're like weed <laughs> is not cool like it's fun but it's like you're not it's not cool to do it it's like yeah it's just a drug like it's fine to do well, it if it's your also own. like we're describing a douche from a certain era mm-hmm. like i don't even think this person is a concert goer anymore you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think like, cause I, I, again, like, I'm trying to think like, now you'd be like, who listens to the Dave Matthews station on Pandora? Or it'd be like a guy with a young baby in the back. Yeah, like yeah. it's not, do you know what I mean? Like I, I, to me, like this type of person that we're all thinking about um, that like got too into Dave Matthews, like they have aged out into being assholes of a different flavor, you know, like, <laughs> or they're like not as they don't have the energy they once had. Like, I think that they're like, not really, you would like this person. Today. Like it's a phase in the same way. Everything's a phase. I'm curious if I were to go to a Dave Matthews band, like weekend like that again. Now, if it would still be though, because when I was there, this would have been like eight years ago or something like that. And there was still like college. It was like high school students and stuff there and like college kids i wonder if like new generations are still doing that or if it's like that's it's just people in their like 30s and 40s who are are i would i would assume it's like going to like a kenny loggins concert like (laughs) i i I, like it just but like with that yeah i i don't think that there's like this new group like what's the music now that's getting a big revamp uh not kenny loggins but it's like this other guy is like people are going to his concerts now, like of a younger generation. Oh, I was it's uh, I can't remember the name of the guy, but everyone's like going with their dads now or like the, yeah. it's like a big Ooh. and it's like I I Dave Matthews, I think I I would love to go as like an archaeological study just to see <laughs> who's at the concert, because I would assume just like you're saying that it's a bunch of people like that 
or mid thirties, mm-hmm. um, taking the night off, like got their parents to be the sitter and went to, yeah. you know, like, I, you I, know I what I mean? Go. I would honestly go and I think I would enjoy it. I think I would have a good time listening. Absolutely. Yeah. We go and we pretend we're from the census and we just keep going up with surveys. <laughs> yeah, we're, people their age. we're with the census. We, <laughs> yeah. we get in for free. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't like the band. As much. It's a little embarrassing to admit. So we wear our census jackets, just a census on the back. You know what is something I like about uh, Dave Matthews, man? I think this like helped them a lot coming up to uh, the like the lore of Dave Matthews band is they encourage people to record their shows, which is a weird. It's like the opposite of every other performer. They're like, no, please start recording, like post this on the Internet because it'll help. Like people will see how cool our performances are and then they'll want to come to other shows or buy our shit. That's That's interesting. And I mean, they are a concert band, you know, like they tour, you know, they're not like, so like, who are we comparing? You know, the thing is when people are like, I hate Dave, Matt, what are you comparing this to? You know, like a band that Denver goes out and, you know, you're not even sure if they're like good live. Like these guys are like, no, come to a show. I'll, I'll," you know, they prove it night after night. Absolutely. And people, I mean, one of my best friends uh, and when I started comedy was a huge Dave Matthews band fan and he got me more into them because he would play all these weird specific live show tracks and he's like, no, this is it. And we would be on long drives. I was like, fuck, this is good. Like, and he goes, he's got some really deep stuff. Uh, Well, Dave Matthews had this whole album with like Tim Reynolds Mm-hmm. And that was like a huge album. I remember because I'm not a, again not a music person. Like I only know Tim Reynolds from the Dave. Like I was like in my mind, if Dave says he's good, then this must mean something. <laughs> like he put his name on the on the album, and it's like that whole album. You're like they're crushing it. Like, and I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah, he. My buddy was it was uh, it was Josh Cox. I, we haven't we haven't had Josh on the show, have we? He's gonna be pissed that we. Yeah, did I don't know. <laughs> well, he did. He did a live one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was horrible. He did the live one in Bloomington. That's, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. It was. Oh God, he got hammered on that. That was uh, an interesting night. <laughs> he banned from the show. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Uh, anyway, what did he defend? If he, uh, I think, the live I think he did, he did Dave on the. But so on the live ones, we have like eight people all yeah. doing a band. Oh, so it's like. We're doing that this Thursday. If yeah, you're this Thursday. Come out. Yeah. Get out there. Todd Berry's <laughs> judging. And we got Union Hall and uh, JP McDade and a bunch of people defending some fun bands. We just got the bracket out. I think, I mean, ABBA is an early favorite this this time that Dan Yang's mm-hmm. doing. But get in there. It's going to be a good time. Ten bucks, Union Hall. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, he was one of eight. So he only got, and he lost pretty quickly, I think, too. So he only got to defend like one <laughs> song, but. <laughs> Well, I, I think that like that's something that also has to be acknowledged. And when you're talking about like them encouraging people to tape their concerts, like they were pretty good marketers. Like they're pretty good business people. The Dave Matthews band, like a lot of like their stuff, like you'd see they were doing the concert DVDs and the, and the, and the, you know, the, the albums and stuff like that. Like there's something to be said for that, I guess, but people don't want to hear that. I'm sure that would like turn you know, people bu- like business. More. Yeah. What's that? It would like make people dislike them even more. Like, you're yeah, like, th- oh, you were good at marketing. Nobody, yeah, nobody. Yeah, would. this is the argument someone that 
loves Dave Matthews that people hate would make just like, no, business wise, they're <laughs> good. Like, I'm sure that would drive yeah, Jared yeah, crazy. Jimmy yeah, that too. And Jimmy Buffett's got some <laughs> fun songs. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. Shall we hear another song here? What do we think? Maybe Bartender next? We didn't listen to that already. Right? Bartender's great. Let's hear Bartender. Let's see if I can find it. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's a live one. So let's find one that's okay. Here we go. could you be against that song i i don't <laughs> you got horns yeah. he's playing he's, he's giving you everything he's got passion he's got horns i he's got he's got a, a, a violinist like how in 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 what world are you a music fan and you look at that and you go no 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 like i don't get it <laughs> i don't get it either I, I yeah I like that one. I, the horns are strong in that one. Um, strong horn. Strong horns. Uh, <laughs> strong horn. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, this was a part of the Lily White sessions. A set of songs the band recorded with producer Steve Lily White, but decided not to release because members of the band and record label felt they were too depressing. The sessions were leaked on the internet and widely bootlegged. The response from fans was great, which prompted the band to release the songs on an album over a year after they were first recorded. Uh, the result was Busted Stuff, which was basically a re-recording of the original sessions. So yeah, I think that's another thing where they're like, yeah, leak our shit, because then it's like less pressure on it to succeed. And then you get a you kind of get a response from fans without it. And people aren't going to be pissed when they hear it again. They're just like, oh, yeah, it's, they're- that's the stuff I like they're listening to their fans. Mm -hmm. Like, I think like the, the amount of, I mean, we saw from that quote about Jay-Z, like the amount he doesn't take himself seriously, like is so it's in, an intricate part of the Dave Matthews experience. Like he's having a fun time. Like, I don't like, like sometimes, you know, you hear people like, 
they don't like when comics laugh at their own jokes on stage. Yeah. I like when comics I laugh at their own jokes if on it seems stage. It's, fun. it's like so much more fun. And I've heard that too. Yeah. Uh, I've heard it both ways where people, I remember like uh, doing that and somebody was like, oh, you should never do that. It's like really unprofessional. It takes me out of the moment. And I'm like, well, some people it's their favorite part of the show. So I don't know what to tell you. Like it's the most miserable the person says that. <laughs> like I, 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 I don't know. Like I, I can't do much for miserable people, you know, like, it's <laughs> like, and I, I do, I understand where they're like, I do agree. Like if it's not honest, if you're just on stage, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> laughing into the mic so that you yeah. don't have to hear silence. Like, yeah, I'm annoyed you're with like, that too. Super. But if it's like, yeah, yeah like exactly. You can tell when it's like, I think you can tell though, for the most part when it's not genuine and it's uh, then it's, tacky but when you see somebody sure. genuinely having fun on stage you're like yeah we're in it like this is the bet this is what it should be you know that and that's what i would assume is the most in, is the reason people go to their concerts and they're you know big concert draws like people are like i'm gonna have fun i know i can book the ticket i know this will be fun there's gonna be nobody yelling at me on stage you know like yeah about you know how horrible the world is they're just gonna like play it out we're about to talk about this on the Patreon, but it's like I went to see Bright Eyes uh, a couple days ago because uh, the opener, I loved the opener. So I was like, and I'm not a huge, I'm not a big Bright Eyes fan. I was like, I'll just go though. And it was the first concert I've gotten to go to in a while. And the whole time he kept being like, yeah, if you guys want to leave, like, that's totally fine. Like, he was like such a downer. And I was like, this isn't like, be fun, man. Like, everybody's here to see you. Have a good time. He just kept being like, yeah, sorry, I don't have like a lot of like funny bits or whatever. I'm just going to play songs if that's cool. And it's like, yeah, what do you, nobody's talking that's, to you. Yeah, no. Nobody, <laughs> nobody came here for the bits. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather him just seem to have fun rather than being a downer on himself the whole show. He's like, yeah, this might be the last show. Uh, we might stop touring. This sucks or whatever. It's like, what? what are you talking? We're right. I got to brighten up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to see somebody having a good time. Um, yeah. Which Waxahachie was doing. It was great. Uh, let's hear another song. What do you, what do you want to hear next year, Jared? We got, we've, we've heard three now, right? We got, we got three left. So we heard, we heard, have we heard, we crush. heard crush already. Crush two step and bartender were the first three. Yeah. Oh, I want, I want this one ready. Yes. Um, I want typical situation. Perfect. That's exactly what this I is the one I don't know from your list. So I'm let's, uh, let's, hear I think you'll know. Okay. Yeah, maybe I will. Wait, we just did that. We did this one, didn't we? No, we haven't done this one. Okay. Situation in these typical times, too many choices. 
See, I like this song a lot, and I'm a huge fan. But you keep skipping the best parts of Dave Matthews' songs, and it's the beginning. <laughs> you got to give me where you want to hear. I want the beginning. You want the beginning? All right, I'll play the beginning. I'll play the, beginning. the beginning of every Dave Matthews song is is great. Sure. So, the- <laughs> Come on, who's playing a cymbal like that? I mean, how are you not going to like that song? Like, I, I don't understand all there's a horn that came in. Like, I, I just don't understand. And he can go up. He can bring it down. He could play any situation. You could put him on at a barbecue and be totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have That's the time. whole point. <laughs> you could put him on during lovemaking or a barbecue. That's what Dave <laughs> Matthews band is all about. I, I don't think that everybody's styles of lovemaking fit this music. <laughs> I mean, if you had a little, you know, a dimmer switch, you put that song on. You can you doing the ten fingers on a lady's body. You can feel that. <laughs> you got a belly full of barbecue. <laughs> belly, yeah, that's right. Coming in after using a wet nap. <laughs> Here's another song. Play number 41. That's, That's another I was, good song. I just pulled that up. That's maybe my, that is up there. Maybe my favorite Dave Matthews band song is number 41. I'm so glad you said it. I was just trying to remember. I was like, I think that's on crash. And I just pulled up crash ready for 41. Number 41. Here it is. I'll play it from the beginning. See, this Please is the problem the with beginning. Dave Matthews is the, some of the songs are like nine minutes long. So I'm like, well, that, well, that's the thing. He's a jam band. <laughs> All right. Here's guys jamming out. Here's number 41. <laughs> Like, aren't you just like now? Oh man, cool summer nights. Yeah. Like, who's <laughs> not brought to that place? Like, like I just I keep coming back to thinking about Jared's review, and 
I just can't. Um, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Oh, what the fuck is that?" I, I, That's I, I love it, and I like Jared. I'm a fan of Jared. I I think he's a good guy. I I just think, how do you hear that song and go to a place of anger? <laughs> like, Don't look back in anger, Jared. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, look forward with you know have. <laughs> With like, couldn't you? Don't you just like you hear that song and there's like a solo cup in your hand, oh yeah, and it's like got a cold beer mm-hmm. and you you know you're like debating you're you're picking stuff off of the cold tray of plates like the chip you're having like a a ruffle you haven't had a ruffle in a while <laughs> you're tearing into a ruffle while talking to someone about their their, their 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 lawn maintenance like this is. <laughs> This is living. That one is uh that's true. That that's probably that one and I love the song Dodo too, which is a weird one from him, but I like when he goes up. His, his voice uh is so good in this song where he does like a little bit of a falsetto at some point. Like he can go really high and like he's all over the place and it sounds so good and I just love the progression. It's it's a that's such a good song. Well, I don't know Dodo. I'm trying to Dodo's a weird one. I'm trying to remember what Dodo's on because the, the, I got into Dave Matthews a little bit because my sister, when I got an uh, like a MP3 player when like in you know 2005 or whatever, my sister had a big collection of CDs at her house, and I I took a bunch of them and just burned them all onto my thing. And she was really into Dave Matthews, so I got a lot of stuff from her. But I didn't have like the album titles. I just had a big bunch of songs. I gotta find Dodo here. Uh, I got him here doing Dodo on a live stream during the pandemic. Oh yeah, solo acoustic. Wow, I gotta hear that. So I, solo Dodo. <laughs> solo solo Dodo. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's off of uh, some devil, but it's uh, it's it's. I know that- Dodo. Dodo's good. You gotta play this acoustic one because this Ooh. guy's bringing it. Is this on? Uh, I'm assuming this is on, on YouTube. YouTube. Okay, give me a second here. Dodo acoustic. Let's see what. And we're... isn't it nice? Like I'm sure you guys, being you know this podcast with its following and stuff, like, you guys got to be worried about copyright infringement. The yeah, no one's Dave. Ever... One word. Yeah. Dave is proud to have you play yeah, these songs. That's true. Like, isn't that? Isn't that quite a relief to just know Dave is sitting could could listen to this and be happy he's not like Metallica and gonna like come after you? Right. I guess we could never do Metallica. I never thought about that before. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave popped up in that Woodstock '99 doc because oh, he was there. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch that. He too. was. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. I watched that Woodstock '99 doc, and I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> well, and, Tom's looking this up. Can we hear? Can we hear one of them? Well, I. It just felt like. It was so interesting the way they demonize people like mm-hmm. like and you're like I was just like wondering like man these people went to a concert we don't know how bad they were or how good like obviously there were bad people there but like they're just showing people like there's like some talking head who was at Woodstock 99 being like 
yeah, these people were animals. They're horrible. But it's like, you were there too. <laughs> like, you know, you got paid. And he's like, and then they like flash to like footage of like someone like, rock on, man. And it's like, they're all horrible people. Everyone who went was garbage. <laughs> it's like, it just was like, oh, they got rich enough to be able to talk shit about something they did in their past. Like they were there. Like, and there's one dude who like ran it, who's like, definitely like just the corporate honcho yeah who's the like bald guy the ball guy and you like yeah. i don't feel for him because he does seem like a dick but they definitely did whatever they could to make you believe that yeah 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 I like I, I don't know yeah i thought it was so funny how we were talking about this uh in my group chat where it's like it's so funny that the whole thing is they're like they were exploiting all these people and it's like well hbo you're also showing all this footage of naked people that they definitely didn't sign a waiver for so you're kind yeah. of exploiting them too and that was like, the, it was a weird thing of like this like these people that like were telling you how good they were for noticing it it's like yeah yes. but you didn't yeah, yeah. say anything you you weren't a hero at the time yeah. and then like you know, Fred Durst, like, he's like, has his moment of like, we're gonna fucking rage. It's like, you let him out on stage. Like, no one was like, you know, cut the music, cut the lights. You know, yeah. like, no one did that. I don't know. It, it was like, it, it was a very, it was told from a place of like, okay, if you got on here, we're the heroes and everyone else is the villain. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, I don't know. It, I was, and also it's like, so you could just go to a concert, the concert could be looked back on. Like, all of those people that they showed, like our parents now, you know, like, like did someone yeah. see themselves and be like, oh my God, I, I was a horrible human. Like, just cause I went when I was 21. I don't know. I really fast. Bobby kind of had a great line about, about the, them showing like naked people where it's like, cause they, they come from a tone of like, and they were exploiting like these, these women by being like, Hey, show us your boobs. And then they show the boobs in the documentary. He's like, and he was like, and these are the very boobs that they were showing. <laughs> Here are those boobs. Yeah. The the doc was gross to look at. Like I just, and, but like, I, I don't know. The whole thing was just like, I was like, it's so sad. I, I don't know. Like didn't, you know, like, I, I, and it, it, it was so sad. And then you're like, but then where are these, are we going to go after these people? Like, I, like they're like the capital rioters like is that like we're gonna like <laughs> do you know what i mean like i didn't know what the point was i, I don't know it, do i sound bad i don't know I, I, i'm i'm excited to see it i've been hearing a lot of uh you gotta watch it about it i found so i found uh, i got this uh dodo live stream pulled up here uh let's let's hear it all right got my covid facial hair and my covid top of my head it's just just everybody just a general covid situation and all that but i'm happy to be here and i hope uh everybody's doing all right um right on i gonna play something and then i'll probably babble a little bit and then maybe i'll play another song see yeah. what's a better how great is this guy how great is this guy <laughs> like he's like i'll babble a little bit like he knows he's a babbler like come on finally <laughs> Time. The world came 
What are we talking about? Jared. I'm, I'm mad at Jared now. How do you listen to that song? There, and you're just stewing? Like, are you mad? Like, what's the, again, like, I don't, I'm reading the comments too. Like the comments are happy. Like the yeah. comments are like ridiculous. So great to hear in the setting. Bloody yeah. amazing, Dave. Funny the way it is that that is Dodo inspired me to go over the edge traveling. The ca- Inspiring people. Uh, I fucking love this song. Wow, this song came out in 2003. It's 2021 now. What the fuck? We're getting old, Teddy. You know, like. <laughs> 2021. It's like, well, this is this is 2021. But yeah, uh, I didn't I, like it's funny to hear that song now that there's like flat earthers that have arisen because the, the line where he's like, uh he's like uh we were sure the world was flat it uh it all became more of a ball and he's like we're as sure of that as we all once were that the world was flat and it makes it sound like well maybe it is flat <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> i'll believe anything Dave matthew says yeah <laughs> i i love that song and yeah that one's off some devil the the acoustic version was great i like the studio version a lot it's uh but that he still got it man the the pipes are working um is that have we listened to six songs that, i think that might have been six right uh yeah okay are, are it we, felt are, like one every day <laughs> here do you want to hear any more before we we wrap this up i think i'm good i mean i think i've proven my point i i like i i get not one of those songs takes you to a bad place <laughs> i i i enjoyed this playlist a lot uh we have one final uh segment before we get to the the writing of the playlist and that is where we go to the peanut gallery the listeners of this show like to throw in their two cents and first off we go Mm. to people on the patreon uh adam shellhammer says honestly in my opinion they are great musicians and a great band they have a somewhat unique effect in that they have embraced two personas one being a band who created uh who creates popular rock songs and the other being a group of incredible musicians with an experimental sound like no other who can create some incredible songs that stick with you once you give them a real chance he's had some moments but i don't think dave is always the best lyricist and i can understand those criticisms all right fair enough that's a thoughtful review yeah, I mean, oh. yeah, there's some lyrics that I go, yeah, I feel a little corny for listening to them. But like when it comes to the whole song, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, we went to a place. Yes. You, barbecue or sex. You could do it in both <laughs> settings. How? <laughs> I think we talked about once on the show before, but I always hate that. Uh, and crashing to me, the hike up your skirt a uh, little. Yeah, that, that whole part. Yeah, but you would, I, you know, that's like the diff, that's like one of those things that you say to your girlfriend, but not to like a random person on the street. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, like it's like if it's to your girlfriend, she's like, oh, I can't wait to get you later. You know, yeah. I would say Dave Matthews is girlfriend music. It is yeah. love making music, not fucking. Yep, love making. <laughs> it is the woman you brought to the barbecue. You will be going home with music. I like this barbecue thing I got. Yeah, <laughs> I like it too. Yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> really quick. He also Adam also uh, posted a link to a Vice article where Unmortal uh, un- Unknown Mortal Orchestra listens to Dave Matthews Band for the first time, which I am 
curious if you're on the patreon uh, you'll see it and then uh ajb says i've always hoped that y'all would bring up the rare gems as uh people people and shotgun are songs that would change anyone's mind on the band really quick i think i may have referenced shotgun last time we talked about them shotgun i almost wasn't going to talk about it but uh because it's depressing where it's it's a song about his sister being murdered um and it's really his sister got murdered. Yeah, it's uh, but it was like a murder suicide uh, with her, I believe, with her husband. I, I, if I have that wrong, I apologize. But that's what the story that I was told by one guy. Uh, horrible story. And uh, he makes he has this song that it's it's one of the most like rare Dave Matthews songs that he plays because it's so emotional, but it's so fucking good. I highly recommend uh, looking it up if you haven't heard it. It's well, uh, now it, I'm looking it up. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe not during the barbecue playlist, but you're not gonna want this. Nobody's hiking up. A this is gonna that's gonna go on when the desserts come out at the end. Yeah, that comes on when the when the desserts come out. People have left. You know, you brought out like the whiskey for the real friends at the barbecue. You know, like hey, let's throw on shotgun. You know, like. The friends that you can get a little sad with. Yes. Yes. That's when shotgun comes on, you know, like mm-hmm. it's too dark to see each other. You lit a candle, you put on the citronella candles to like get the mosquitoes away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real fast. She has, this, she, she has a lot here. She says, uh, and there's something amazing about the community of true DMB fans that 40 has never been released, but we all recognize the lyrics from the Yoshi recording as the official version of an unreleased song. I will say uh, idea of you was always an incredible special unreleased song and it's release on come tomorrow is a bummer because it never lived up to the tr- uh, live tracks Fenway version. Uh, now here's what I think about a lot. Dave is now a happily married family man. He wrote sweet about teaching his uh, son how to swim, which warms my stupid little heart. But before that, he had a great love with Julia Gray. He wrote I'll Back You Up at Gray Street about her. He also wrote Halloween about her, which is the most heartbreaking and savage breakup song. A real fuck you of a song. Fair enough. He proposed three times and she said no every time. But even now when he performs Halloween, you can still feel his anger. It makes me wonder how his wife must feel about that. In my early 20s, I always saw that as an epic and crazy love. And I can't say I've romanticized the story of his wife and him being a family man. Okay, damn. I didn't know any of that stories. Gray Street's a great song. Uh, yeah, I love Gray Street. Gray Street's a great song. Yeah, um, I, did, I haven't heard the Halloween song. Now I want to hear that. And I would have never assumed that's what it's about. But I got to hear that now. Thank you, AJB. She also says on a more personal note, I have a spreadsheet to keep track of which songs slash versions slash teasers I've seen live like my own personal uh, DMB almanac dot com. See, the thing is, like, isn't this person offended when they talk about Dave Matthews band fans like this fan is a great fan of the band like they have meaning to it. They know the life story behind it. There's actual meaning to these songs. Like, like I didn't even know. I, listen, I am the worst represent. Maybe I'm the best representation of the group because I'm just like, it's good. Like, I'm just like, I'm I, I, like, I'm not like going to like go too far. It'll be like, it'll change your life. Like this person might come on and be like, oh, you don't know. He was, he's, he loves proposing and I don't know, it might get a little too serious, but like this person should be offended. Jared hates them. <laughs> Not this Jared, the Jared that reviewed. Yeah, that's going to get said, confusing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Jared hates you. <laughs> no, no. But, it, you know, like this person's a good fan. Like they I love the music and take something from it. And like, 
I didn't know he had proposed, asked to get married three times. I, I, if I was the new wife, I'd be like, wow, you only asked me once. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> he was proposing like he was uh, ordering up candy, man. I missed a couple of these here because uh, they were from yesterday. Randy Ramos uh, says DMB is one of the bands that the perception of their fans hurt the band. Very talented band with some very good songs, but a generation of entitled white guys wearing sandals and shell necklaces listening to them made uh the mention of the band a bother what is this guy was this guy on the woodstock 99 doc (laughs) (laughs) i have to point out i gave a little space there because he put in parentheses tommy will probably make a winnie the pooh joke here Uh, last one here uh, from the Patreon is uh, Ron Trimbat says my dad used to work concert security at the Gorge in Eastern Washington. He loves to tell the story of a guy they had to kick out because uh, he uh, he's uh, it's he says he getting punching the shit out of himself. I, I it, it must be he was punching the shit out of himself. Apparently, he was so drunk and filled with emotion that he began beating his own ass to stop crying and being a pussy. <laughs> oh, my God. Dance marching does still slap, though. <laughs> I mean, we got that both is, sides of the spectrum there. With, uh, sure, that's the fan that everyone's talking about. Yep. Like, <laughs> stop crying, pussy. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, I don't did we even post on the page, on the Twitter? I don't there's nothing. No, there was only one comment. Okay. Nothing, uh, uh, I'll read a couple from the Facebook because we got so many. Um, but yeah, we don't uh, yeah, we don't have time to read a lot. So get on the Patreon, people, if you if you want your stuff guaranteed uh to be read. Um and uh, Alex Price says when they started their basis was so young he had to wait outside after shows because they were in bars. That's cool. I love. I like this story uh, from Nick Lasica. Says, uh, saw a license plate once that s- said something like "DMB Girl," and the license plate frame had to clarify that it stood for Dave Matthews Band and that she wasn't a dumb girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, I think like the. I guess the fan thing. If you think about it, I guess they're the most accessible band. Yeah. Like when you're ac- when you're highly accessible. And you get that big mm-hmm. by a group of people who don't really like care to like find music, then you're going to get like that type of person that you don't really respect as a music fan. Right. Like it's like, you know, when you see someone in a, you know, a, a t-shirt that says nine inch nails, but they bought it at forever 21, yeah. you're yeah. like, uh, you know, like, and, and you wonder if, like if this is where fandom's going, because it, you can purchase a personality now, like, you know, like what bands are there now? Like I, I just found out about, um, I love their music. Ah, damn it. It's, uh, and I found out about them because everyone on TikTok was making fun of them oh, from their SNL. It, it was an SNL song i i, I mean I, it wasn't the chain smokers was it no that they're, they're no. made fun of on uh it was um now musician music no i can t- i'm i was just listening to them greta van fleet oh uh, okay yeah yeah i haven't actually listened to them yet but i've heard of them greta van fleet but they sound exactly like um an 80s hair band mm-hmm. like they sound mm-hmm. like and people have like 
kind of made fun of them for that where they're like, but if you listen to it, you're like, this is a real band. Like, you're like, this is great. Like you, you know, but I think like you wouldn't, I don't know if you would hear about these guys because like, they're like, you know, the accessibility of like everyone else, like they're not like, they became accessible because of TikTok and people making fun of them. If you look up the TikTok video, it's like crazy. Like people are like, if you look up Greta Van Fleet, it's just because he's like a little awkward. He's like making weird faces at the screen. So everyone's copying him. <laughs> I got to look that up. Um, shit. Oh, I wanted to point out real fast because uh, somebody was like, like it's, I just think it's not uh, Janelle James uh, says uh, they got some bops. She came out. <laughs> of the- <laughs> so, you know, they sound uh, great. Uh, started. Sorry to go back. Greta Van Fleet sounds like Led Zeppelin. Like they, it's yeah. exactly yeah. the I same. That, yeah. But you, but then they were like Led Zeppelin. I actually like came out and was like, we, you know, we like them. Like you know, like cool, and it's yeah. like, but I don't know. It's just interesting with music. Like if if it's accessible, we tend to hate the fans. If it's unaccessible, that's what people like about the fans. Yeah. Like oh, they actually are interested. Yeah, for sure. Um, really quick uh because i i didn't touch on this uh holly moore says number 41 is still one of my favorite songs but i still don't know how to interpret the song would love to know what you guys think sorry no crazy stories from when i saw them live as usual lol um i read about this uh when we were like before the episode i was i was like i don't know what this is about either apparently number 41 is about him like he was starting to get some fame and he was dealing with not enjoying making music because it was all about money for a minute and people were like digging at him to, to get money from him and him just struggling with like now people want shit from me and before i was just having a good time making music so there you go i have a little bit of information on it uh last one i will read is uh um darren patterson says i'm gonna listen to the episode just so i can hear what would you say well, you didn't. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I think that uh, that's that's enough of those uh, those comments. We uh, we're, we've we've reached the end of this episode, Jared. So that leaves us uh, with just the rating of the playlist. But before that, you get the you get the floor for your final thoughts on Dave Matthews Band. What do you want to leave us with? I'll leave you with this. It's the per it's the perfect band. For you and a person you are making love with, <laughs> not having sex, someone you love, someone you, <laughs> someone, it is the perfect band to go to a barbecue, get, have a few drinks, stay a little late, have the whiskey that they saved for the real OGs, and then you go home and you flip it on and you two embrace in sensual lovemaking. And to anyone that has an issue with the band, I would again encourage you to go and, you know, take a look in the mirror. Maybe (laughs) your problem, maybe you're latching on to problems of the past instead of looking to the positivity of the future. I think that's fair. Uh, Right? Fair. So uh, we rate the playlist out of six songs or out of six because we listen to six songs. I'm going to go with a strong five out of six here because I enjoyed it a, a lot. Uh, I, I can't bring myself to go perfect, but I still I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And uh, I do want to say that uh, if you make love, uh, 
while listening to this, when you finish, you should uh, call it uh, that you uh, busted stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Women love that when you yeah, say stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just busted stuff. <laughs> um, Tommy, what do you got? Yeah, whenever I listen to Dave, I never. I don't listen to it too often, but it makes me so nostalgic. Like I very specifically go back to freshman year of college, which was like a great time in my life. So it always makes me feel good when I hear these songs. I think they are great songs. Like I think people hate the band. I've never hated them. I don't listen to them too much, but it always makes me happy when I listen to it. I would say so. Yeah, I I had a good time listening to it. I'm going to go. I'm going to deduct two points for that big number two. They dropped on my favorite city and (laughs) (laughs) give them four out of six. That's great. Jared, you get to rate it too, by the way. Six out of six. There I mean, I, yeah. I can't really, I, I, I was just, I have three new songs queued up on my computer to listen to while I get, take a shower right now. Like I am like genuinely excited for this new deal. And I'm looking at people and people, 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 and people, it people. says rare song next to it. And they look, you know, 14 years old here. So I don't know. I just, I, I, I had a great time talking to you guys about it. I, I think that the, I, I, I think this is like, maybe we need to let go of the, of the, of the person that you're thinking of that you hate because of Dave Matthews. <laughs> I, I think we got to let go this. Maybe this was, I hope people got the happiness out of this that we get listening to these songs, you know? Yeah. I, I think they will. I think people are going to have a good time with this one. I was surprised that uh, most of the comments were positive. I felt like it, very little shitting on the music. If anything, they were like, oh, the fan base bums me out. But it's like, especially during now that, you know, we've spent it, you know, over a year inside or whatever, like or we we spent all that time. I hope you just find a way to let go of the people like that who are bothering <laughs> you, you know? They'll, well, they'll, well the other, I think there's a big thing to me. There's a big point to be made of, if you're genuinely like a, a straight up like good person, people genuinely like want to get involved with your stuff. And I think like Dave Matthews has slow, slowly earned the world's trust as the good guy. Like I think only shitty people get canceled. Like I do think like if someone gets canceled, you usually find out like people are like, yeah, we've been ready to get rid of this guy forever. Like there, like there was like a thousand things that like, we couldn't, you know, we finally, we have an opportunity to not talk to them anymore. And it's like, I think with Dave Matthews, people are like looking for reasons to talk to him. Like I want to get to know this guy. And you know, when it comes to the music, you go, ah, he's he's a good guy, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Jared, this was so fun. And uh, I think you, I think you did a great job of defending uh, DMB. Is there anything you want to promote on the way out? Of course, have you up in the J train pod. Uh, I know you're Uh, live dates, right? I'm doing shows. When does this come out? This is the famous podcast. Uh, Wednesday. Yeah. So I'm going to be in Richmond, Virginia this weekend. I'm going to be in Chicago for a whole week. Hell yeah. Uh, At the end of August. Um, I'm at Mohegan Sun. Um, But if you go to my calendar, jaredfree.com and then at jaredfree on Instagram, I'm yelling at the bachelor and bachelorette. If you want to have a good time. Um, So wait, before we go, I referenced this in the beginning. Do you mind if I read an article? Hey, do it. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. This is from July 15th, 2013. So I guess I, I thought it was recently. Dave, Dave Matthews hitchhikes to concert with fan after his bike broke. <laughs> Dave Matthews was out for a bike ride when he got a flat tire hours before a show, leaving him stranded in Hershey, Pennsylvania. 
I did not have a cell phone on the bicycle, my, Matthews recalled, later that night. So I thought, shit. <laughs> <laughs> then a quote-unquote dream girl came to his rescue. Emily Krause, who's been a Dave Matthews fan since she was nine years old, was driving to the concert with her boyfriend when they saw a man on the side of the road and pulled over. She offered her rock god a ride to his own show. We didn't know she, we didn't know how to make conversation with him. Krauss told CBS Twenty One. We were talking about his tour, where he had come from. He had just been in Cincinnati, and he says, and he said, "I'm taking a short break after this one because I have to drop my daughters off at camp." He was just a very humble guy. Matthew sang for them on the ride. That's a little weird. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Sang for them. We were like, man, how little conversation did they have? Like, where he's like, um, well, uh, crash into me. <laughs> okay. Matthew sang for them on the ride and thanked the couple with an invitation to dinner, two front row seats, and backstage access. During wow. the show, he put on a really weird, scratchy Dave Matthewsy voice and gave a shout out to his rescuer. Watch the video below so you oh can see God. the video. That's so that's I, incredible. That is an incredible. How incredible I'm is that? You got that in there. That is insane. <laughs> and the fact that he started singing in the car. <laughs> I do wonder if he's car. like, yo, y'all want me to sing or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> just started doing it because that is so weird. Hey, ass, gas, or crash. No one rides for free. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so thanks, funny. thanks so much here uh, real quick uh if you like we said live stand by your band union hall thursday uh, i also have good god on wednesday at uh the sultan room and uh by the way i was just on this podcast are you garbage that i i gotta promote it was it was fucking great those guys are killing it over there so check that out uh, and get on the patreon tommy what you got yeah, yeah. Come to the live show. Um, what else? Oh, uh, and me and Luke have our show at Union Hall again, August 20th. So look out for that. And Zany is September 14th uh, back in Chicago. So buy okay. tickets for that. Yeah. Do it up, people. Thanks so much, Jared Freed. You're the best. Uh, great time. And uh, all right, guys, we'll see you next week. Keep it crispy. Bye.